This is the In The Club podcast, produced and written by the members of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City. We're going to be talking about everything from social life to sports to academics and much more. Welcome back to the In The Club podcast. I'm Serenity. And I'm Michaela. And our topic for today is mental health. Serenity, what do you know about mental health? I know that there's there's many, many different types of mental health and mental, um, not necessarily illnesses, but conditions, because just because you have something going on in your brain doesn't make it wrong. It makes it something that you have to probably figure out and work through with people that you trust and love and who love you. But something I will definitely say from personal experience, never, and I mean this in the biggest way possible, never bottle up anything that's going to make it hurt worse later. Because I've done it so many times. I have bottled up emotions to the point where it's gotten to where I've had to just sit in front of my mom and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry because I've bottled up so much stuff that it's overflowing. So don't bottle it up. It's it's not good for you. It's not good for really any type of mental health at all. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people around you because when the people around you see you not doing your greatest, there is a level of not necessarily sympathy, but um, feeling like they have to do something, but they're not quite sure what they have to do. It's a really, really complicated thing, but it's something that really um, needs attention because there's several times where mental illnesses, or not really illnesses, but conditions have um, not been discovered yet. And you might have them, and then somebody else might not know what it is, and then they just kind of think that you're... The biggest problem with mental illness, in my opinion, or mental conditions, is people thinking that people are faking it. I don't... I understand this, there's people that will fake things for attention, and I get that, and I get that's what this world has become. But if somebody's showing definite signs of some type of mental condition, don't just write them off as crazy or faking it, because there can be real problems there that people just refuse to address. So do you think the events that have been like going on today has affected a lot of people with mental health, like, let's say, like, gas prices, how would they have affected, like, the rise and increase of gas prices? How do you think they would affect a person's mental health? I think something that, especially in my friend group, something in in my friend group and in my life that I've realized is that um, having friends around you for anything, really, if you're going through a tough time or something just happened that you don't really know how to deal with, having friends around you 
is really a good thing and being out in public breathing fresh air having fun is really a good thing so not so with gas prices rising also comes fewer people being able to afford the gas because not because with this gas price increase also comes all of these problems with the economy and like groceries yeah, and stuff grocery like that. prices Just are getting higher things eating outs getting like eating out the prices of that is getting higher the prices of everything is going up because of the economy as it is right now what's going on in the world and because of covid even though it's kind of going away it's still really there but it's kind of bringing down its rampage but the after effects of not necessarily the the not necessarily COVID itself, but the economical effects of it and the, well, there are effects that stay long-term on your body if you have had it, but definitely the, the, con, the economy is definitely going to have to take some time to bounce back from it because a whole bunch of shops closed and people lost their jobs and then the government pretty much had to figure out a way to support the whole country while also trying to keep the country afloat see i see what you're trying to say like everything's kind of like a domino effect like once the gas prices go up then like trans transportation prices go up then like the goods that you're transporting goes up and the groceries and then like things into like the fast food places kind of go up and stuff like that and then they affect the people in their homes and like all this other stuff and it's kind of just like affecting one another one after each other so that's the thing that has been happening and like you said it is going to take some time for the economy to bounce back from that um I definitely think it's going to take time. And I think while tying it back into mental conditions, not having those people that you're used to having around you to help you and support you and just have fun with you so that you have not necessarily time, but you have a place or a group of people that can help you with what you're going through those gas prices rising also means there's less transportation because not as many people can afford it. So that could all tie back into the fact that most, not most, but there are people who can't go places anymore because they can't afford to get the gas that they need or they can't afford to eat out at the places everybody else is eating out at because every Pretty much everything has risen. The price of pretty much everything has rose a lot. So I know that it's spring break for some people and it hasn't started for other people. But um, with all these prices rising and um, spring break happening, do you think that there'll be like less people going out and trying to have fun during the spring break because of the prices? So do you think like more people are going to stay inside and not really get to go outside much? I mean, you can still go outside because that's like free, but like do things with your family that you don't really get to do on a daily basis because most people don't have breaks from their daily lives and all that's happening. So for like spring break and all these prices rising, people are more likely to stay inside and not really get out because of all the prices. I 
While I do think that the prices are going to affect some of the things like going to a trampoline park or a going to ride roller coasters or going to a carnival or something, while I, I see that the prices of that might kind of hurt it a little bit, I don't think it's going to hurt it as much as, it, as some people could say it will because you can still go outside and go for a walk. You can still go outside and go to a park with your friends. And you can still go out with your friends and not spend a ton of money because there's so many places that are free. Like, there's parks I know that are free. And if you're a book nerd, like moi, there are different places that you can find books for there's a store down by oh gosh where is it it's down by david's bridal and that there's a strip of stores and it's by that david's bridal and a store called bye bye baby and it's called half-priced books and i got an entire set of books from that store for like ten dollars if that it's a if you're a book nerd, it's a really inexpensive way to get books that you need or that you want to, for not a lot of money, and they're really good books too. Most of them, there's some of them that are have been kind of ripped, but other than that, they're all in great condition. There's so many different ways to spend a spring break with the people who care about you and who you care about without spending a ton of money. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to seem kind of odd, but I have been thinking about it, so now y'all get to think about it too. What is going on with these commercials? I don't understand them. <laughs> I don't know where they're getting the ideas for them. We have gone from Medusa to Rapunzel to Sally from a tongue twister. I, I don't get it. For what brands? Um, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that the Sally, the Sally selling seashell, I can't even say Squarespace? that. Squarespace? Yes, it was from Squarespace. The one where Sally is down at the beach selling seashells. I Literally can't even say that in bits and pieces. I, I can't do tongue twisters very well. They don't like me. Sally sold sh seashells by the seashore. Nope, can't do that. It <laughs> hurts. It hurts my brain. It hurts my soul. It I can't do it. Anyway, so the one for Sally is for Squarespace, kind of like a design your own website kind of thing. And then there's the other two about Rapunzel. I believe the other two... I know the one about Medusa's for Amazon Prime. And I, last time I checked, the one for Medusa, not Medusa, the one for Rapunzel was on a commercial about Amazon Prime too. And the one about Rapunzel is in the fairy tale. A prince comes along and saves Rapunzel and everybody lives happily ever after, like in all fairy tales. But in this one, she just buys herself a ladder and climbs out of her tower and goes on to become this really rich and famous hair product person. Who could have guessed? The woman with the longest hair in the world goes on to make hair products. Um, and then the one about Medusa 
she is sick and tired of turning everybody to stone with her look, with them looking directly in her eyes. So what she does is she takes a phone from one of the people she had turned into stone. I'm not entirely sure how that worked, but don't question the logic of commercials. Anyway, she took a phone from the per- one of the people she turned to stone, and she ordered a pair of sunglasses off of Amazon Prime. And then after she ordered those sunglasses, she became a socialite. She was going to all these parties. She was having all of all of this fun, going to all these dinners, telling all these stories. And then near the end of the commercial, like in the last 30 seconds, there is a guy who's like giving them a weird look. Her in it, because it's her and a bunch of girls she's telling these stories to. And some guy's giving them a weird look, and she just like lowers her glasses and turns him to stone. It was a very good commercial. I liked it a lot. Do you think that um, commercials are like kind of turning into like Super Bowl commercials? Because you know, like yes. Super Bowl commercials are kind of like crazy every time that you do see them. So, it's do you think bad. like they're turning more and more into like Super Bowl commercials to reach the targeted audience? I think with the way the world is working now, you have to be extravagant and crazy and bold to get people to notice. Because I hate to sound like this because I do it too. But when you're sitting down and you're staring at your phone, nothing else really, not matters, but you don't really pay attention to anything else. So for like people who have like short attention spans, yes. I know I have a short attention span. Like if I'm on like TikTok or something like that and something doesn't stand out, I'll just like scroll something else, scroll, scroll. If I like... My attention span is like when I'm in school and I'm taking a test of some sort and the questions aren't like obviously obviously it's a test and it's not going to be like super entertaining and exciting. So I'll just like space out during the test and I won't finish the test until like the last half of the period in um, class because my attention span, I need to like be thinking about something constantly to keep like my mind running and going. So commercials like that, I guess they, like, target a lot of people with short attention spans, like me. Do you have a short attention span, or is that, like, something less common or more common because mine, of commercials and stuff like that? Or Mine's not necessarily a short attention span. Mine's more of a bored type of attention span. Like, if something's not standing out to me, I get bored really easily. But I also get angered very easily for no reason. Not for no reason, but, like, 90s slasher films annoy me so much. Because I watched the first and second, well, I watched the Scream movies out of order. I watched the newest Scream, and then I watched the first two Screams. And I realized something. Why do they always run upstairs when the door is right behind the guy on the ground floor? Oh, so it's just like the characters not making like smart decisions that are like annoying you. If the door is on the ground floor, why would you run up the stairs? Because they're right by the door. You want to get away from the killer. How are they always conveniently out of weapons? Conveniently. Do you how many weapons do you have in your house? Like, do you have do you want to know? Probably not, but do you Um, have a weapon every time you turn a corner? If I sit in the middle of my dad's, well, at my mom's house, they're more, 
in one area, other than the kitchen knives. But other than that, they're all in, like, one area. Now, if I go to my dad's house, that's a different story. Because I could sit in the middle of his kitchen. Not kitchen. I, actually, I could sit in the middle on the floor. I could sit on the floor in the middle of every single room in my dad's house and have at least six weapons in my arm length. At least. But what about people who have, like, security systems and feel like they don't need weapons? <laughs> we have a security system, but it doesn't run on batteries. My my dad's security system is our two chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, they never shut up. Ever. So if someone's at the door, they're kind of like alarms. It's arr, 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 oh, just oh, yes. over and over and over oh. again. Heaven forbid the dog a like the dog in the neighbor's yard is out because, oh, trust me, you're going to hear about it. Um, you're going to hear about that. You're going to hear about if somebody's at the front door. You are going to hear about if somebody is down the street speeding a little too fast. Because it'll make a little bit of noise and they'll be all night. I, here's what I don't understand. How can something so small, like my dog's, my dog, one of them, is like the size of my hand. I could pick her up and put her in my hand, and she would not go anywhere. She's like that small. The other one's a little bit bigger, but not much. Explain to me how the tinier one has a bigger bark than the bigger one. The bigger one has a, has a quieter and shorter bark than the smaller one the smaller one is so tiny she's like a pound and a half she has the most annoying bark in the world maybe that's because she's always barking but that's not the point so if your dad didn't have chihuahuas which like dog do you think he would like get other than chihuahuas um was it hold on was it his first choice to get a chihuahua his first choice was um I don't know if it was his first dog, but I know it was his first dog when he, when him and my mom, him and my mom moved into a house together. I remember the first dog they got, her name was Lady, and she must have been the size of my hand when they got her. She was super tiny. She was an Australian Shepherd. She was so overprotective because they had her... We had her up until a couple years ago when we had to put her down because she got old and she wouldn't eat. Um, But we had her for, let's see. My parents must have had her for like 13 years. 13 years? 13, 14 years. Because I was... Nine or ten when we put her down. And they'd had her, like, two or three years before I was born. So she was, like, now she'd be about 16, 17. In dog years, how much is that? Well, (laughs) I don't really know because I'm, forgive me for saying this, my math teacher, Miss Lindley, but I'm not great at math. Like, I, I, I do enough math, and I'm good enough at math to do good in pre-algebra you do like seven times six which is like 42 and then you just well see there's a different system for that there's a whole different system for how to calculate dog years 
And it's a new system I learned about very recently, but I don't have it memorized yet. So I can't tell you exactly how many years and dog years she was, but I know she was getting old. Yeah. Mm, she was she was not a spring chicken. Although, if you let her outside in the wintertime or the summertime when the grass was high or the snow was out, oh, you had a puppy on your hands. She would roll around. She would run after squirrels. It was the cutest thing in the world. She could be, she was like 11 years old. And we would let her out the back door. And when we let her out the back door, she would take off the first thing she saw. 11 years old is a puppy? No. Or a do- like, or did she, she like, act like a old. puppy? She acted like a two-year-old. Oh. Yeah. She was 11 years So, it's funny. There's a metaphor I always used for it. She would be 11 years old in the house, but the second you opened that door and she walked through it, she was a two-year-old puppy again. She would run after the first thing she saw. She'd be rolling in the grass. The funniest part about that, though, is she was allergic to grass. She was like me. She was allergic to grass. So she would go roll around in it and then wouldn't stop scratching because she was allergic to what she's been rolling in. What kind of allergic? Like allergies or just like contact on like skin? Allergic. uh, Contact on her skin because it made her itch a lot. Um, But eventually... Like humans do, if you spend enough time with a dog, um, well, I don't know if it's all humans, but I know at least for me, I'm allergic I'm allergic to dogs. Like they make me sneeze and I have a runny nose and it's not the greatest. But once you have a dog for long enough, uh, your body be kind of becomes not necessarily immune to their dandruff, but more um, unsusceptible to it, which basically means you're not as allergic to that specific dog as you are the rest of the world of dogs. So um, I pretty much, after like the day I was brought home from the hospital, within 15 minutes, my mom had sat down on the couch, put me on a pillow in her lap, and then my dog was on the couch. So you have a lot of dogs, right? Mm, yes. I have a lot of And how animals. come you're kind of like allergic to dogs? So I am allergic to dogs, but it's not so bad to the point where I have an allergic reaction every time I'm near a dog. It's to the point where I have my usual allergy symptoms and go about my day. Do you think it's because they're, like, outside and they bring, like, the pollen and, like, all the, like, allergies from not, outside inside? And then, like, you, like, kind of pick it up with your nose and, like, start, I guess, having the symptoms of allergies I'm, because they're, like, their fur is, like, catching all the pollen and stuff like that? I'm not necessarily sure it's because that they were outside because my dad has a cat and his name's Buddha and he loves to be outside and yet I'm not allergic to him. So I think what it had, what it would have been was like the dandruff and the hair that they had. But after I spent like a couple of days with a dog, it wasn't as bad. And sometimes whenever I spend time around a dog, if I spend like six or seven hours around that dog and then I go home, the next day I wake up and I can't breathe out of my nose. Like my allergies get really bad that quick. Do you have any other allergies or is it just like dogs, like any food allergies or like food allergies? No. Outdoors allergies. Yes. I know one of my older, not 
sisters, but like one of my older cousins, like someone in my family are like they are allergic to food coloring and certain food products. So like if you had like let's say like rainbow goldfish or something like that and like they're allergic to like the color red, like in food products, like it's a specific kind of yeah allergy that I've never heard of before but they have it and every time like they eat that specific food dye that's in most of food products or something like that which is like it's not any other color it's just that specific color and it's like kind of weird I've never seen it like in action I know that my someone in my family does have it though and I've never heard of that before but that's where you get the hookup because then they give you all of the things they can't eat that's that's where you get the hookup though I don't think I've ever met them before, though. Oh, well, I know some of my cousins, and they either don't like a flavor of something or they visit like they can't have it because it makes they're allergic to it. And the amount of times I've gotten free food from that, it's great. What's the worst flavor, just in your opinion? Like, what Purple. flavor? That's a color. Mm-hmm. Purple flavoring, just like grape? Yep. No, no. Nothing. You cannot make a single item on this planet other than a grape, efficiently tastes like a grape. You can't do it. It is impossible. What about like orange? Like orange flavor or like orange is root a beer like easier. think about dum dums, like root beer and like bubblegum and like waffle. Those how kind you, of flavors and dum dums. Why? Why would you make a waffle dum dum? We used to be so mean in fifth grade. So in fifth grade we got dum dums. And we think we each got like two or three. And we would run around the playground at recess throwing dum-dum wrappers at each other, saying, we put the dum-dum on the dum-dum. It was, it was, it was um, kind of fun. Although I did get hit in the eye with one of those, and it was not very pleasant. Um, on that note, I think that wraps up this episode. Is there any last things you would like to say? Not particularly. <laughs> we kind of like strolled from like we did we kind of like went from like mental health mental health mental health and then we like took a complete right turn off of an intersection into a completely new like area yeah, we did which it was, i feel like it's not bad but like it was fun oh well stroll down weirdness line it was fun all right well that is it for this episode we will see you guys next time